Welcome everybody to In the Trenches podcast by SoCal Student Ministries. My name is Charlie and today I am with the one and only Elliot Bland. Hi. And Gary Garcia. Hello. Man, it's been a while since we've just did one with us three. I know. I know. It's kind of going back to the roots. Throwback. <laughs> Throwback Thursday because actually no, these get uploaded on Monday. I don't know why. When well, we're recording on a Monday too. Oh, look at that. Monday on Monday. But how are you guys doing this week? You guys good? Yeah. 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 Good. Yeah. We're we're we're, uh, we're recording this the Monday before Thanksgiving. So, what's your guys' plans for Thanksgiving? I'm going to stay in my household of <laughs> ten people for two hours. Uh, no, we're probably gonna stop by Tanner's family, but then spend most of the day with my family. Nice. Yeah, we just have family over to our house. And how many? Yeah, was it 10? No, like Everyone that. report Gary Garcia. <laughs> Two households. We're going to clean the bathroom constantly. <laughs> we will drop, mask and drop his address. We're getting uh, food to go from Dirty Laundry. It's going to be great. Dirty Laundry? What's Dirty Laundry. What's the restaurant that he went to, Gavin Newsom? Uh, oh. I have no idea. You guys got to stay up on times. I don't know. Yeah. I choose to stay out of a lot of that stuff. Unless it, yeah. Probably Charlie said, that's not my governor. <laughs> This podcast is getting out of hand already. <laughs> I love it, though. I love it. Um, yeah, since you guys asked, I'm going to be uh, going uh, and just hanging out. You're going to hunt? Are you going to kill dude, the turkey? So fun fact, I actually just got my hunting license, and I'm going with a member of our church because he goes turkey hunting and all ev- a Where? bunch of different hunting. Dude, up in like the San Gabriel Mountains. There's turkeys up there? Yeah, there's a lot of turkeys. He was telling me that there's a few that uh, like went right past him, didn't have a clean shot. This isn't a hunting uh, podcast by the way but you yeah. have your bass pro shop hat on uh i do yeah. i do so i'm so well, it is a hunting podcast we're hunting and fishing for souls mm, come on somebody mm. wow <laughs> what's your favorite thing to eat at thanksgiving apple pie apple cobbler pie uh apple crumb actually my favorite thing to eat oh my mom makes this oyster dressing which a lot of people probably think is gross but i think it's delicious just from the sounds of it i'm kind of uh, it's delicious. It's like stuffing, like dressing. You know the difference between stuffing and dressing? No. Does anybody, do any of our listeners know the difference? Stuffing, stuffing is cooked inside of the turkey. Dressing is cooked outside of the turkey. So, so it's the same thing. So what is what is it your mom makes? Stuffing or dressing? Dressing. We don't put anything in it. We don't even make like the classic turkey. She makes like turkey and noodles, which is really good. Uh, so it's like homemade it's like noodles. Turkey noodle soup? Kind of, and you put it over mashed potatoes. It's way better than uh, like just that. turkey. Uh, <laughs> all right, if we're going to disrespect. <laughs> we want to talk about people's moms, bro. I'll take the gloves off. This will be a Yo Mama podcast. Real No, but uh, oyster dressing. It's delicious. Mm. What about you, Gary? Uh, mashed potatoes and corn. Like Ooh, You take your mashed it? potatoes, <laughs> pour your corn over it. Best. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact, if anybody didn't know, Elliot absolutely hates corn. Yeah, it's disgusting. Like, I don't understand how you can hate corn. It's gross. That's how the consistency of it, the t- flavor of it, all of it. Like, and that's not just like a, you know, like I don't like a lot of vegetables or whatever, but I could I could eat some, but I cannot do corn. I've never met anybody else in this entire world that I'm unique. does not like corn. Yeah, like I can see someone that just chooses maybe not to eat it, but like Elliot legit gets disgusted at the thought of it. It's he grows gross. up if he eats it. Yeah. And it's, I'm missing out because you know how cool it would be to see corn in your poop? Like that's <laughs> dope. I wish I could do that, but I don't get to because it's nasty. And yes, before you want, what about popcorn? Popcorn is not the same as corn. I'll eat popcorn. I'll eat like corn tortilla, you know, whatever. It's not the same unless it has actual corn kernels that like they just, what it like pops in your mouth? That's disgusting, dude. Sounds like should you eat grapes? Because like grape will like. It's pop not in the your same. Mouth. Not the same. Um, but yes, I'll eat grapes. I'm not a monster. Do you eat boba? No. That stuff's gross. That's yeah. like, what are those? What it's, it's like you would tapioca know this, balls. What, but like, what do they use like for fishing? They're the little like bobbers. No, no, the salmon. Are they? Oh, so just like the fish bait. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's caviar salmon eggs or something like yeah, that yeah yeah i think like what elliot said it's like caviar every time i i see those things that's what i think of and i'll disgusting. eat caviar though like on my uh not cow they call it a different thing at pokey but you could put the it's basically fish eggs on your pokey pokey, <laughs> pokey and just in general is disgusting so good 
Fish yeah. is generally disgusting. Nope, it's my favorite food. Sushi. Really? Raw, yeah, raw fish, bro. Ugh. So good. The fact that you can eat raw fish, something that is not cooked but can't eat corn, is just amazing to me. I uh, no, it makes sense. So, raw fish is available everywhere. Corn, I don't, I'm, I don't know how to make maize. I'm gonna have to meet Pocahontas and teach me how to make it. I'll just go <laughs> grab a fish and I'm good. Oh my gosh! So if anyone's listening, you go to uh, youth convention and summer camp. Just get Elliot a box of corn. No, and he would love you. One time at a summer camp, Charlie Bacar, mm-hmm. uh, we were doing the um, what is it called? The scavenger hunt, and uh, he went and found. He was one of the what do they call them? Refs or police yeah. or whatever that come and like stop the groups. He went and found my group, and I happened to be away from them for a second, and he was like, oh, perfect. Good to see you, Elliot. Which is a very good Charlie impression. He's like, why don't you come with me? And then he took me to my group, and he had saved a corn on the cob from dinner that night, and he was like, all you got to do is eat the corn, and you could go with your team. And I was like, dude. And so I, I'm a team player, and I didn't want my students to like hate me. So I tried, and I literally like threw up from that. Man, there's so many great stories from summer camps, mm-hmm. and that's one of them. Yep. Well, this again, this is not a hunting or a eating or Thanksgiving podcast or whatever else we just kind of been talking are about. Are there Thanksgiving podcasts? That'd be great. We should just do a like a spin-off. What are you, Charlie? You ask a lot of questions. Let me ask you a question. Handle. What What are you most thankful for this year? I'm thankful for the In the Trenches podcast by SoCal Student Ministries. Wow, that's great. What about you? My son, probably. Yeah. That's a good answer. That's a safe answer. Yeah. All right. Well, actually, Gary, I don't want to leave you out. What are you thankful for? My granddaughter is being born right probably as we are doing this. Oh, wow. Yeah. And you're here. Well, he can't. I can't go to the hospital. Yeah. True. Very true. But even if he could, that's how much he cares about this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's some jacked up priorities. (laughs) No, he'd be at the hospital with COVID, you know? Yeah. Good old COVID. Um, But today, guys, we are talking about this idea of casting and catching vision in youth ministry. I think this is so important. And and today's podcast is going to be a little bit more of a practical podcast um, in my mind because we've talked about some heavy hitters the past few weeks. And this week we're going to talk about casting and catching vision because as 2020 comes to an end and 2021 is on the horizon, a lot of us as youth pastors and maybe even youth leaders are getting ready to uh, maybe rebrand or share different vision that God's giving them for this next year. And we just want to talk about that, what that should look like. Um, Is it important to have vision in youth ministry? And what does vision look like casting it in the midst of a a global pandemic that times are changing? That seems like every other week. Um, So I just want to talk about that. What's your guys is like, what's your guys's thoughts on vision? Should you do it? Should you not do it? Is it just something in youth ministry? Because a lot of times when I hear vision, we just think of that's big church stuff. Youth ministry should just be fun and throwing corn on the cob at each other so <laughs> yep <laughs> i think so i think you know I, for me i've always said that I, you know one of the reasons i've stayed in youth ministry for so long is because i've had vision for the future and i've mm. always felt like if i don't that's probably a sign to me that that maybe this is coming to an end if i have no vision for what's next or for what we're going to do or um dreaming up things for our youth ministry then then yeah i think you know for me i've had to have that it's mm-hmm. what's kept me going so i think it is important well proverbs twenty nine eighteen says where there is no vision the people perish mm. so uh yeah i think vision is uh is like not negotiable you yeah. know non-negotiable yeah excuse me but uh i think one thing uh you it's easy to go into youth ministry with vision i feel like mm-hmm. you're excited whether you're taking over Cause it's like, you know, we all have like different contexts or I guess are kind of similar, you know, it's our home church and there was an opening and we kind of just jumped into it. Uh, or like you're leaving the place that you're at, you're going to a new place. I think it's easy. You're like excited. These are new kids, new leaders. And like, there's a lot of vision there. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you don't even have it at that point, I would say like, that is probably an indicator that you're not called to this. You're like maybe a good volunteer who has a heart for this, but I believe that a a clear indication of like leadership and calling is vision. God gives his leader vision and it might not be the full picture of like, this is how it's going to look and this is how you're going to do it. But there's at least like 
vision towards what you're trying to build. Um, and it's easy to start that. But one thing that I found just in like six years of ministry at the same place is the vision that I came into it with. Um, although there's like cornerstones or like foundational blocks that are the same of all of it, mm-hmm. how we've accomplished the vision has changed periodically throughout yeah. my time. And that's what's kept me where I'm at. I've, we talked about longevity, however many podcasts ago. And I think a part of the reason we lose longevity is because it's easy to like have vision when you start somewhere. But I think a big part of youth ministry isn't just having a vision. It's praying for God to give you the vision for this year, the next yeah. coming years, you know. And if you didn't take advantage in January of 2020 being the year of vision, yes. right, you yes. are missing. Although all of us cast all this vision and then COVID was like, <laughs> nope. Yeah. Uh, That's my favorite memes where it's like you have the preacher up there and it's like, yeah. God's giving me 2020 vision. Yeah. Like, yeah. You didn't see this one coming. Exactly. Yeah. All those prophecy conferences about 2020 vision. And it was like, where was that? Yeah. That's so funny. And that makes me ask this question because I think you kind of already hit on it a little bit, but like how can casting vision go wrong? I mean, I think like I would say not like how it's gone wrong for me, but like you're you're never going to go wrong casting vision. I think you could do it in an ineffective way Mm. Um, or there could be times where like you think that an idea for the youth ministry is going to be fantastic and then it it doesn't work the way you thought. I remember like, I'll give an example. When I first started youth ministry, like there was a lot of vision I had. And and I think I was sort of in that boat too of like, I've got to do things different. I interned Mm. for Gary uh, and he's, you know, made a name for himself. Like I want to do things that people steal. I want to like be the guy. And now like six years in, I'm like, what are they doing over there? We'll do that. <laughs> what did they do? We'll take that. Give me your slides. Give me, you know, like yeah. work smarter, not harder. But I was like, so, and I'm a, I'm a big, I'm a dreamer. Yeah. Right. Um, and so I like, am always about vision, but I'm not super organized. Me and Gary, we're, we're similar in this way. Like we like to dream about the future, but then when it comes to like, how does that happen? We need people around us. Our mm-hmm. wives are both really good at this and then other people like even you charlie as a youth pastor are way better at just like making things happen and and being organized and getting things done um but i had this idea for giving right Mm -hmm. giving is something in youth ministry that's just kind of like some groups are really great at it but i feel like a majority of youth ministries are like we just don't do it or it funds um, our yeah like it's just and so i was like well i want to you know I want to help these kids understand like why we give and like, I want it to be fun. And so we started doing this thing once a month called just do it. Like as in, dude, I was, I was so like, I thought I was a genius, bro. Let me lay this out. Cause some groups might want to do it, but we called it just do it. Like just get, and that was right when Shia LaBeouf was like doing his like, just do it. So I was like, I was on the wave of that too, but it was spelled not do it. It was spelled duet. D-U-E-T. So there was like layers to this, okay? On just duet night, it meant you needed to just do it, just give. But also the leadership team would put together a lip sync like performance with costumes and all this stuff and we would perform it for them. Uh, so much work to to get all that stuff together. We saw no jump in our giving um, and it didn't work. But it was like, So I'm saying like there are times where it's like you think, oh, this is going to be it, bro. Like I've cracked the code on giving. Uh, It's it's, It's you know, lip syncing performances uh, or whatever. Right. And then you try it and you're like, oh, that didn't work. And there's been so and I think like giving yourself the ability to do that of like Mm -hmm. and being honest with your team about here's the vision. And I think like layering it, you know, yeah. Like having a even like I think it's smart for youth groups in the same way that it is for churches to have like a mission statement, you yeah. know, like not not because everyone says you have to, but it's just this like thing you can keep coming back to. Yeah. It's a gauge for us at Edge. We're constantly like we want to be a place of belonging and discovery. Like you could steal that if you want to. You could mm-hmm. steal what Charlie's or Gary's is because, um, again, I stole that from someone else. But that it, it, it gauges every week that's ultimately the goal that we come in and we create a place where students can belong just because they showed up, not because they look a certain way or they act a certain way or they talk a certain way. 
just because they showed up, they should feel like they belong. Mm-hmm. And more than anything, we want to create moments where they can discover what they've been looking for, right? Yep. And I think that can be community, that can be calling, but more than all of it, it's relationship with God. Understand that, like, that's the answer we're all searching for. And so that's, like, at the if, if we look at every single week what we're doing, that has to be a part of it somehow, yep. right? Whether we do worship and a message and all this other stuff, that's up for debate. But that's the foundation. And then the rest of the vision, like, you know, we'll, we'll probably talk about this later in the podcast, but I had a lot of vision strategically of what we were going to do for 2020 and how that looked. Mm -hmm. But at the end of like at the foundation of it all, it was to create a place of belonging and discovery, you know? Yeah. So can vision casting be done wrong? I don't know. You could fail. Yeah. But you learn a lot from that too. You know, Mm -hmm. we're like, Oh, we're not going to do lip sync anymore. That didn't work very well. Yeah. It's funny because I'm like one of our big pillars for 2021 is going to be giving. So as soon as you started talking about, Oh no, do it. Here just just do it just have you yeah uh, that that no i'm good <laughs> i think youth pastors have to understand too and and is there's a difference between ideas and vision mm. and, yeah. and you know we there's lots of ideas yeah that we'll have and and like uh you know the duet thing is an idea his no. vision was that giving w- no 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 that was vision from <laughs> god that was the holy spirit it, definitely was, it was the holy spirit i actually he saw a couple came of came to me in a dream <laughs> and said elliot we're Man. going i don't know why he talks if like you a, just a ghost recorded those back in the, the holy day? ghost oh, there's somewhere there's no, the, videos somewhere. i have some I need none of my leaders are the same but uh <laughs> but you guys it's just one of those things where vision is really kind of direction yeah you know, good. and where you're headed and um, vision can go wrong. I think, I, I imagine, you know, w- there's plenty of times where some of us have thought, oh, this is God, and, it, and it's not. We, yeah. we messed up, you yeah, know, yeah. And, and, and it was more us than God, and, and it doesn't work. I think there's that, but I also think there's times where we're, we're given vision, but we don't um, share it well enough. We don't, yes. uh, our team doesn't, where we have the vision and our youth ministry team doesn't understand it, and mm-hmm. we haven't brought them in enough to where it's, not just my vision, but where it becomes our vision. And I think that's another direct way it could go wrong. Yeah. yeah. I would honestly, like, just to be vulnerable in this podcast, I'd say, like, that's sort of the boat I feel like I'm in right now. I have mm. a ton of vision for our youth ministry currently, but I'm having a hard time uh, getting leaders to catch the vision. And I understand that that's no one's fault but my own, right? And so I'm talking to Tanner, and I'm talking to my lead pastor. Like, I'm talking to other people just like, how— because it's easy to just be frustrated and be like, yeah. they don't get it. If they just got it, we'd be doing great. If everyone just thought the way I thought, you know, like, but I'm realizing like, no, I need to, okay, if it's not making sense or then it's not clicking, then there's something I need to do to help them catch this vision, right? Yeah. Like, because it's not just helping leaders understand what they need to do. Like vision should be something that is like caught. Like COVID, spread it. Whoa. Be a super spreader of your vision. Um, don't maintain social distance as far as vision is concerned. This is, I'll stop that. I don't but know where we're going. With that d- one. No, no, John. I'm just saying. Like, you need people to catch vision, not just yeah. be like, "Here's what you need to do." You want people who are like, "Oh, I get it. This yeah. is this is why we do." It's sort of like I feel like vision is like the why yep. to what you're doing. You know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, sometimes casting vision wrong isn't necessarily casting the wrong vision as much as it is not casting vision effectively you know yeah. and that's it's that's why we wanted to call this this episode like casting and catching vision because like we can cast vision as youth pastors all day long but if our leadership team if our staff isn't catching it even if our youth are not catching it it's like then it's it's pointless and i remember again i'll be i'll be a little bit vulnerable when i first started um i was in that same boat where it was like the youth pastor at the time the junior high pastor had to step to the side and i came in i was like finally and i'm sure i'm sure we probably thought of this like i was like finally like I get to do things the right way. Yeah. And, I, and I went into that with that mindset, like this is my time. This is where I'm going to be um, known as the guy that fixed every all the problems. And I, I went in and I had all this vision, but I wasn't communicating this vision to the four leaders that we had at yeah. that time. And I was like, why aren't they getting it? I don't understand this. And it ended up being because I was like, I wasn't casting the vision where it was able for our leadership team and our students to catch. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I want to talk about right now is like, how do we how do we cast vision in a way where our leadership team and our youth can catch it? And I know we kind of you kind of talked about it a little bit right now, Elliot, but like, is there any like practical ways that 
we can be able to do such a thing. I mean, you can have all the vision in the world and it can be amazing. It can be great. But if you aren't able to share it, Mm -hmm. um, that's all it will ever be is, is an idea, is a thought is, you know, it's one thing to have vision. It's a whole nother thing to put that into practice Yeah, and make it part of, of your ministry and what you're doing. And, and, you know, so a a huge part is, is being able to verbalize it Mm -hmm. and having that understanding. Maybe you need to write it down. Um, if you're not good at verbalizing it, write it down, put it together. How, you know, if it's, if you feel like it's, it's given to you by God, then respect it that way. Yeah. You know, um, honor it that way. And mm-hmm. it can't be done halfway. It can't be done just kind of like, Hey guys, just follow my lead. Um, you know, if it's true vision and, and a direction you feel like God is taking your youth ministry, then put it down on paper, put it down on your team, um, get together with your team, sit down and talk through it. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, if hopefully if God's speaking to you, um, what I've noticed is a lot of times he's already started speaking to some of our leaders or, uh, down the same area. And so we'll sit down and I'll start sharing my vision, my direction, and we'll kind of kind of powwow it. And they'll yeah. start, you know, sharing their hearts. And, and that really usually lines up and we're able to really have an understanding of it. But that's such a, a key part is making sure your leadership team understands it. Um, can share it yeah like if uh, any of my staff that you you have if you ask them what's my vision I want them to be able to answer that yeah yeah because if they can't then I'm doing something wrong yeah Yeah. and I would say like with that verbalizing it but even like uh, be consistent with it you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying like uh, be constant with it and uh, I think that helps too like in whatever we're doing in youth I'll always take a second to just welcome people and at that welcome is usually what I'll lay out who we are mm-hmm. and what we do. And I say it similarly every time. And there's weeks where I'm like looking out and I'm like, I don't know if there is any guest. Okay. I think that's that one kid is a guest and I might be just doing it for him yeah. uh, or her, but it's still worth doing because then the rest of the group is just being, I mean, this is like the wrong way to put it. Cause I think it's the way that cults describe what they do, but you're, you're <laughs> kind of like indoctrinating this idea yeah. into your students in in a good way, not in a bad way culty way but uh time will tell go colts by the way uh (laughs) the football team not the you know other thing but anyways um yeah well i'll say the same thing and i'll try to switch it up a little bit but like i could tell you a part of bridge youth Corey white's Mm -hmm. they're bridging we're here to build you up not beat you up right like there's things and like he'll even has like a callback that he does with his group right where he'll be like we're here to build you up not and they'll go beat you up and then it's like oh so cute but uh like it, it it works though like you could yeah. ask someone what's the what's bridge youth about and if they could say anything they could say that and yep. hopefully like yeah you go to one of my leaders and they're like well we're a place of belonging mm-hmm. and discovery and like he's like well what does that mean and then they start talking about it but you don't want to say like what's the vision of your guys youth group and they're like well um we want the, to have fun and um i think uh yeah pizza and you know like yeah whatever you want that to be clear so that they know it. And sometimes putting in like a cute little package, but you like also just steal things. Cause that's the thing too. We're going to talk about this. Um, I think the way you cast vision is unique to you. Like understand mm-hmm. your context and who you are and the vision for your group, like strategically how it yeah. plays out might be different, but ultimately the vision at its base level of all of our groups, however we put it should be pretty similar yeah. to be a place where students belong and where they find what they've been looking for. However you guys want to word that is fine, but like, that's the goal, right? To mm-hmm. create community, to connect people to each other, to connect people to God, right? There's so many ways you could say it, but like, that is the goal to yeah. be a safe place for these students to, to come and to, to find community and to have their life changed by Jesus. Right. Yeah. And so, and that's the beauty of like vision casting is like, yeah, you, you rethink how, what, what works, what doesn't work. Should we keep doing lip sync? No, nah, probably not. Like, you know, like what, what is it? You can mess with the order of service. Yeah. You can mess how and where you do stuff. But like me and Gary both hate, and he's been to way more of these conferences than I have. But like, we hate going to these conferences where like, there's this person who's like, you've been doing youth ministry wrong. I read about this generation and here's what they're like. And it's like, you need to switch everything around. And it's like, dude, first of all, usually those people aren't youth pastors. Um, and we're all for restructuring and everything, but there are so many things that consistently work. And I think even in COVID, we're figuring that out. A lot of us had these like elaborate services and structures and plans and, you know, everything was electronic, whatever. Right. 
and COVID happened and we're like now just getting back to like just the basics like like what really matters like what is our youth group when we can't meet what is our youth group when uh you know we have to be outside what is you know like what is our youth group when you take everything else away what is what are we why do we exist and so like i think some people have been forced to have to have vision maybe they weren't they were just going through the structure Mm -hmm. but like 2020 is the year of vision uh, whether you like it or not like you yeah. have to have vision for your group because you can't just yeah you, there's no coasting anymore yeah. right if you were coasting now you've you're you know having to turn cruise control off and like actually drive and that's the beautiful part about 2020 and i hope this just encourages anyone that's listening is like 2020 i think we talked about it in a per, like a previous podcast is like this year with covid it has given everybody a clean slate where this is the year where you can cast fresh vision yeah all everyone's gonna feel like okay no like this is the way we're going because again it's like everything's wiped off the table everything what you used to do is now gone in a way and you can go back to it and that's great but i still think if you go back to doing the exact same thing that you were doing then god i because again i think everything happens for a reason in a way um and I think in COVID, we could, every one of us as youth pastors and youth leaders has the ability to change certain things that might not have been working before. Yeah. And we have the clean slate now. No, and I think Craig Rochelle was talking about this in like one of his podcasts, but he was just saying like, this is a good time just across the board to, yeah, like yeah. Uh, do some cleaning of mm-hmm. what's been going on. And, and some people I know, like you're at a youth group and you have that leader that's been there for 20 years and you've only been there for two and they you know they're like we're not changing this or whatever like this is your chance you know yeah to change that thing or even like maybe ask that leader to step down right like we we kind of did some of that we yeah. we did some evaluation at our group during covid and i had a, a leadership team i had a number i had a group message of who all was in it and uh just throughout all the stuff i just let everybody know like hey we're going we're going to be back meeting and now is the time to evaluate are you called to this or are you just doing it just because and i had some leaders be like you know what i think with my schedule right now with everything going on i'm going to take a step back and i respected that too often again we already talked about this a bunch of podcasts ago but i've seen that only go bad where a leader is so burnt out and they feel like if they leave they're letting you down or they're not good anymore and so i was like i don't want that to happen so Mm -hmm. i want them to know i'd rather you be honest with me and let me know and, and take a step back and we, we'll do that mutually and, and it'll yeah. be well then for you to just keep coming like but that's gold right there begrudgingly and yeah. it was and exactly i don't know if that opportunity would have presented without covid we may have just kept going and some mm-hmm. leaders would have just stayed in the group when ultimately they probably shouldn't have yeah just because they they were and that's just the normal yeah and, but normal was taken away in 2020 and it made us take a look at what we were doing yeah, because I think sometimes, too, it's like those that are in our leadership team. And again, we've already kind of talked about leaders, but those in our leadership team in that moment, like all they're doing, if they're there only for the wrong reasons, because they feel like they have to be yeah. there and they're not there to connect with students and to build up relationships with them. All that's doing is bringing down whoever's youth ministry that is. Yeah. And I think that like what you just said right now is a key thing we can all do in this time frame. And I don't and I, I say this because I want some of us out there to know, like if we have one or two leaders in our youth group it's like obviously it's different i get that but this is a time where we can have that real honest conversation it's like hey if, th- if you're ready like you can yeah. this this can happen and n- we don't want to make you feel like you have to be here yeah yeah there's other thing too that you said elliot that i thought was interesting and i think we, we all said it was like stealing different ideas when it comes to it. and then to pair with what gary's stealing said, like, names even maybe you yeah, know shout who out avenue you who would do that i don't know whoever <laughs> would do that um but w- the, I, the there's a difference though i want charlie to share. charlie did that just yeah, I did for that. the listeners who don't know if everyone knows why um stole avenue youth from us why well, did not steal <laughs> avenue youth well, if you want to know the real conversation just find me at convention or whatever yeah. um, the real conversation is you stole the name from my but that's for another podcast <laughs> for another time <laughs> But the, uh, there's a difference between stealing ideas and stealing vision. Yeah. And I think because I remember when I first started, so a big youth group that I would always follow, I still follow to this day, was Elevation Youth. And I remember watching them and thinking like, man, like their vision, like Tim Sawyer or whatever that guy's last name is. Not um, that. Yeah. I'd Tim that, uh, Summers. Summers. If you're Somers. listening, Tim, what's up? Probably not listening. But um, 
I, I remember he would always say, like, do it for the youth and would, like, yell it, like, out loud. And I'm like, man, that's so cool. And then I started looking into their vision. I'm like, oh, we can do that. We can do that. And what I was doing was I was taking God's vision for Elevation Youth and just replicating it yeah. for our students. And that's not what God wants. And, again, I just want you guys to understand and everybody, like, vision is God-given. And if we sit here and we take it from other youth groups or we take it from other youth ministries, it's like all we're doing is replicating somebody else's vision and not what God wants and has intended for our students. Yes, at the end of the day, the big goal vision, like you said, Elliot, should be for us to have uh, grow these students and give them or like lead them into a relationship with Jesus. Well, you're never going to be comfortable in it. You're always going to feel Mm -hmm. like it's wrong. You're always going to feel like something's missing. You're never going to. It's like if you write a sermon and it's your sermon you put together, you've put the time into it, it's your ideas. Mm. You usually preach it pretty well. If you take someone else's sermon and start plugging in their thoughts and their ideas and even their illustrations, you can preach it and you might even preach it okay, but it's never going to feel like yours because it's not. Yeah. Um, it's like going to the 99 cent store. You go to the 99 cent store, Dollar Tree or something, you have all those like knockoff perfumes. You know, it's, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's paradise. But it's just like uh, Obsession by Calvin Klein. And, you know, it's supposed to smell like it. And you it might even have a hint of the same smell, but it's not the same as the original stuff. It doesn't yeah. smell the same. It doesn't, you know, you get a rash from it probably. But um, <laughs> it, it's like it's the same with vision. It might it might be from God for someone else. And you could probably take it and replicate it and duplicate it, but it's never going to be yours. Yeah. yeah. It, well, people are drawn to authenticity, you mm-hmm. know. And so like being authentic, especially students. Like if yes. there's anyone who could sniff out being fake, uh, it's students. I mean, like they could tell if the clothes you have on are fake, you know, like yeah. those shoes aren't real. And you're like, I thought they were. I paid for them like they were, you know, and they're just <laughs> like, but like these kids can just tell. Yeah. And especially like being so um, desensitized with social media. and Like they're surrounded by fake. Mm-hmm. And, and some of them are striving towards fake. They're trying to present this version of themselves. They want to be fame, whatever, like, yep. So they can tell, and I think because that's what they see so much of, there's something that's so refreshing to them about someone just being authentic and a group being real, you know? And, like, that's what we'll always try to get through at EDGE, um, our youth ministry as well. It's just like, hey, there's no strings attached here, you know? Like, you really don't have to pray this prayer or do this thing. Like, you don't have to believe to belong is a good way to say it. That's the thing. Like, people, we've all, like, none of us, trademark that or came up with it and it works and there's a good it's a good way to say it um and it's catchy and they're going to remember it yeah. but it, but it's true like and there's something authentic about that and I, I i get what you're saying though too it could be easy especially in social media seeing what people are doing and yes there is a difference between taking people's ideas and being yeah. like hey let's see if a if a you know um what is that called it's not zoom what's the video game one uh twitch like mm. let's let's make a twitch for our group and yeah. it's like there's some groups that have done that like elevation and they're killing it yep. but like uh i i messed around with it during covid for us and it just didn't pop off because it's like not for our group yeah you know it's not the platform for us right now maybe it will be but i think thinking we have to do something because everyone else is mm-hmm. um that's not vision you know like yeah. there's things about vision that are going to be the same but the strategy, and that's the thing, is like there should be strategy in how you accomplish that and how you, you know, uh, describe your vision to people. Yeah. And that should be unique to your context. That should be even unique to who you are, right? Mm-hmm. There's just, I'm not going to do youth the same as everybody else. Um, there's certain things that are going to be really similar, but yeah. like my personality is going to shine through. And that's not bad because God called me to this place for this time. And I yeah. agree with Gary. As soon as I stop having vision or stop being passionate about it and it just becomes a babysitting service, that is a sign for me that like oh, I need to do something else because yeah. I want to be doing stuff that I have vision for. Um, and that's the part of the reason I know that it's not that time because yeah. I still have vision for where I'm at. And yeah, and so you could steal ideas and you could try, like try so many things and like 90% of it isn't going to work the way that you thought. Some of it's going to be like, oh, that was actually really cool. Or like, like I think of, bro, think of when COVID started and we were all in lockdown and we couldn't meet in person and all of us were like, I mean, quarantine youth birthed out of that, right? It was us being like, how do we still accomplish what our vision is, right? To connect with students and get them connected to God socially. And Gary and I were just like, well, let's do it together. And then we're like, well, 
let's include SoCal Network in this. And yeah. like, let's let's think not just about like, oh, we could so many people could see this is like how many people are in the same boat as us that are like feeling like we got our, you know, legs chopped off at our knees and we're like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. And so that birth and it became something amazing that none of us could have imagined and mm-hmm. is going to continue. Uh, but that was just out of like, let's try something. But I remember our individual youth groups yeah. and Charlie, me and you would talk a lot about it. Of just like, I remember thinking, let's create like a every day of the week. We're going to mm-hmm. go live. We're yeah. going to go live and we're going to be doing fun, funny things. We're going to be doing trick shots. We're going to be doing TikToks. We're going to be like we everything overloaded yep. um, and saw what what other groups were doing and and when one of us saw something that worked like all oh, those memes were so funny like let us use that or like yeah. that trick shot thing you know like we saw what worked for other groups and what didn't um but we were trying and there yeah. were, that's what i think of like in that time there were some things that we're going to take away from it but there were so many things that just failed yeah. that just like i had such high expectations for it, but that just didn't work um that sucked. <laughs> and it, yeah, it was like deflating at the time, but it's good. Like, yeah. that's how you learn. As long as you're a leader, that's, that doesn't mean that your vision failed. Like, mm-hmm. it just means that like you, you're learning and you're growing as a leader. Don't let that discourage you and don't be like, whoa, it's just nothing's going to work. Cause yeah. it is that sort of like 90% of your ideas are not going to work at all or the way you thought, but there's that 10% there and be like, dang that, that it's really, there. yeah, that it's really worked catch. well. Yeah. Um, I think just real fast too, um, when it comes to casting uh, vision, I just want to say this. If as the youth pastor, when the youth find out, when your students find out about vision, um, let me rephrase this. As the youth pastor and when you share your vision, I just want to encourage you, if your leaders are finding out the same time your students are finding out about the vision, don't do that. And I, yeah. I've seen that because one that can only just build up this um, idea of like, I, I'm not included. And again, we're, we're here to build the community up and we're here to build our own leadership team up. And I think before casting vision to youth, you need to cast vision to the leader. So there is a buy-in and also, and I've seen this happen before personally where I had a vision for, I can't remember what year it was. We were going into it. I was like, I can't wait to do this. And once I brought it to the leadership team, I saw how much flaw was in my own vision that I thought God gave me, but I was like, oh, maybe it it, it wasn't God. And that, again, just goes back to the importance of sharing vision with a small group of people and just letting it build up that way. But I thought it was really cool what you guys were saying about how how writing out your vision, casting vision, sharing vision um, in services. There's like three things that we say every single message right beforehand for any first time guests. And one of them is, is like, you don't have to believe to belong. And when we say you don't have to believe the students say belong. And we stole that from somewhat of Corey White's youth group. But again, this goes back to, we all steal stuff. So, um, but, and then we have this idea where we wrote the, in the beginning of 2020, Mark 16, 15 was going to be our verse where we're going to go out and we're going to reach the world for Jesus. And then obviously COVID happened, so that didn't mm-hmm. work very well. But we wrote that on our merch. We made new hoodies yeah. and it has a Mark 16 on it and a sixteen fifteen, And it's just those subtle little things as reminders for our students. I would say, sorry, I'm not no, trying to interrupt you, but like you brought up merch. And I would just say like in this generation that we're living in too, it's not something you have to do, but it's like we're talking practically more in this podcast. Yes. Merch is a huge uh tool i think to like get this idea of community and even vision across like because yeah. we did the same thing we did we launched hoodies uh with like and the, our big thing this year so i'll just lay out yeah. what what god put in my heart for like the strategic vision of 2020 because we're still doing it this is the beauty of it i went into 2020 so passionate and it was working yeah you was. guys came to some of what we're doing and i'll just lay this out because i had a couple of conversations with youth pastors um, in, in groups with a similar context to mine that were like, wait, we can do that, you know? Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether they're able to with their lead pastor or not, but like we were doing just the regular service every single week and yeah. uh, it just wasn't producing the results that I was looking for. It wasn't accomplishing the vision in the way that I wanted to. And it was like draining our leadership team. Um, I didn't have this like huge leadership team that I used to have. And, mm-hmm. and so I felt like, all of their energy was going into creating an experience instead of cultivating relationships. And, yeah. and a lot of it happened just by me looking back on like, why am I where I am today? 
because the youth pastor that I had, it, I, I don't remember a lot of his messages. I remember some of those camp moments and those mm. are substantial. And like, we need to create those moments. But like who I am was cultivated through relationship. Like yeah. it was the, the lunches, the car rides, the, you know, just being there, meeting with them, hanging out with the leaders, having fun. And I was like, I want to get back to that. I want to be intentional about cultivating that. And so mm. I started laying that out for my team, what it's going to look like. And uh, a lot of it was just breaking down sort of the structure of service like i was like we're not doing what we used to do anymore um and so we started doing let's say there was two two four tuesday nights in a month three of those were just strictly all hangout fun and then some small group yeah no worship no message just just hanging out having fun and then going into small groups and discussing things right and then the last Tuesday of the month was what we were calling one night, which is like totally stolen from yeah. so many other groups. But it was like a good name. I couldn't think of anything better. And that's where we had worship and a message and games and like giveaways. And it was sort of like, if you're going to invite anybody, invite them to one night. Yeah. You're going to win. Pri like we put all of our budget and all of our energy into that. And it was working great. And then we did one in January. We did one in February. And then March COVID hit. And I was like, ah. Oh. But what I found is as we started getting back to meeting in person, the structure that was already set up of like doing hangout in small yeah. groups and doing one night at the end of the month of like a service worked so well for just the energy of what we were putting into youth. Um, and so it was like a cool moment where I was like, oh, I didn't not hear from God. God knew what was going to happen all along. And if anything, he was preparing me for this. Um, yeah. And so like, but the thing is like the vision of what we do every week is the same, creating a place of belonging and discovery, how we do that switches. Mm -hmm. And even throughout COVID, we, it's switched and we're, we're being more, you know, how we do small groups. There's been times where I'm like, I want to, you know, it's junior high boys and junior high girls. And then there's weeks where I'm like, I want this leader meeting with these two kids and, yeah. and like we can experiment with it and figure out what works, but ultimately like all that really matters is like that you're doing something that has substance to it. And yeah. and there's going to be parents who are like, why aren't you doing worship? Why don't you play all Christian music? Like I've had that happen. Just had a meeting like that last week. Right. And in those cases, it's important. Like what I found, all I need to do is help them understand what my vision is. Yeah. Cause when people understand there's vision and some parents just won't. And those are like, well, I don't like it. And it's like this Lecrae guy, you need to start playing Christian. It's like, well, he is Christian. Right. Like, yeah. uh, but uh, ultimately where people understand there's vision and there's reason behind it. And I think that's what people don't get. They'll yeah. look at a Tuesday night, see the chaos of everyone just hanging out and then going into small groups and be like, he doesn't seem like he has a plan. But what they don't understand is like, there's all this prayer and prep and planning that went into that mm -hmm. behind the service that no one sees from us as youth pastors. And especially yeah. if you're, what did you say last week? By, uh, locational oh, yeah. yeah by location if you're <laughs> if you're by vocational or just volunteering right now it being smart about your time and energy um because that's what i've seen happen with burnout mm -hmm. is people are like i have to do this this type of service where i have to get a worship team together i have to have a full message ready i have to have a game planned and you don't yeah those things work and they they're good but like be creative in what works for your context and what works for your team and what works for your city and what works for your church. Right. Mm -hmm. um, to accomplish what your ultimate vision is. Yeah. And I think you said something that was to me kind of in a way convicted me because you said uh, when COVID happened, it's like your vision was still able to be executed through di obviously different avenues and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, shameless plug, but um, through different ways. And for me personally, and I, I kind of wanted to talk about it in the show notes, but I think for me, it was like when COVID happened, my the vision that I believe God gave our youth group, I just threw it to the side. Hmm. I was like, well, this sucks. We're not going to be able to, to be able to do this. Yeah. And I think that just because of that and our, our vision was Mark 16, 15, again, I just said that, but to go out and reach everyone for Jesus was really the idea. We were doing one nights and yeah. all these different things. And when we couldn't do that anymore in person, it just, in my mind, I was like, okay, well, this is just shot. 
But the thing was, was like, there's still different ways you can still accomplish that vision. Yeah. And I think just as a, a hopeful um, reminder for everyone listening, especially during COVID, that we can still have the same vision that God's given us, but we can just execute it in different ways, like you were saying. Yeah. And, and that's what we like. We kept doing that mm-hmm. because I'm a better youth pastor than you. You that's are just Elliot. like, that's just it. bro. That's why you're on stage. I'm and just I'm kidding. Not. He's just a reminder. Charlie's that, probably that, uh, one of the best youth pastors I've ever met. <laughs> God decides your vision, not mm-hmm. the season. Come on. Yeah. You know, and and it's, I think, too many times, and I know, I mean, and given these circumstances that we're in, none of us have ever experienced this before. Right? There's mm-hmm. no r- book written on how to get through a pandemic Dude, in youth ministry. But Write the book, Harry. <laughs> but it's, you know, I, I think a lot of guys probably did the same thing. You know, they, they and it's just a reminder, we can't let culture set our vision. We mm, can't let yeah. a season set our so vision. So good. Only God can set our vision, and when He does, we have to run with it. Like He doesn't, He doesn't remove that because, mm-hmm. like He knew, the pandemic was coming. He knew yeah. what was happening, and and you know all of those things. And and so there is a way for our vision still to work. We just have to understand. Okay, it's not written by you know the world. It's written by God. And yeah, yeah, figuring that out. Unless your vision was like, we just want every kid to like lick their hands and touch <laughs> each other in the <laughs> face this year. I don't know why God is putting on my heart. Then, like, yeah, you shouldn't have that. <laughs> Click the edit button. On that. That's fine. <laughs> oh man, that's good stuff, though. No, I, I agree yeah. with that. Um, but there's one last thing that I want to talk about before we end this podcast today, and I, I've seen kind of like what you were saying, Elliot, about like, oh, this is the way you need to cast your vision in youth ministry. And I've seen it go both ways, and I just want your guys' opinion. This isn't the right or wrong answer. Um, but when it comes to casting vision for youth ministry, do you guys believe that casting your vision for youth ministry needs to line up with what the church vision is? Yes. Yes? Yeah, I would I would say 100%. Um, it, it makes it flow so much better. Mm. And again, we're in a different circumstance where I get to kind of direct both. <laughs> yeah. But um, I, I think, you know, Elliot's done this and, and I know other guys that have, I know we have, when you're able to line it up and, and match, like right now, if someone asks, you know, what's, what's the vision for Cornerstone Christian Fellowship right now, it, it's these things, it's, um, evangelism, uh, community and, um, discipleship. Mm-hmm. Like that's really what God has put on, on my heart for the vision of what we're supposed to be doing right now, where we're headed. And so our team knows, like, anything that we do in youth ministry and kids ministry, and, and uh, we need to touch one of those areas. It yeah. needs to have involvement in one of those areas. Because for me, and it's not just, um, um, what, what, what are the, the phrase I'm looking for that churches come up with a... Cliche? Uh, kind of, but like a thing for the year. They're like... Oh, um, they're... Motto is the thing I'm thinking about, okay. but that's not it. But that'll work. Um, you know, it's it's the tagline. Oh, mission statement. It's not just a mission statement for us. It's for me. It's a really clear vision and direction of what we're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And and so I, you know, I want our youth ministry to line up with that. Now we might have different series that we go through and different stuff, but it will have a, a touch of that vision and all of it. And I do. I think it's important because if not. You begin to build your own church and your mm. own silo and however you want to describe it. Yeah. Um, I, you know, w- whenever you have a church, you want it to be a, a community thing. You don't want it to be different sections yeah. that are kind of doing their own thing, going yeah. their own direction. Don't match each other at all. It's just kind of this way, yeah. that way, this way. And you, you feel it at some point. Yeah. Well, we've seen, we've been to like very successful youth ministries that are like, you know, like, oh, the youth is bigger than the church. And it's like, that's cool. And that's something that like ultimately you should use to align with your your I'm not saying like your youth ministry has to be smaller than the attendance of the congregation but if you're not connected to what's happening on Sundays then like our our goal isn't just to help students get connected to God while they're students hopefully what happens in youth you know goes past just when students are students right we yeah. want to help create successful adults who love God and love people and have made the right decisions in their youth. Like, so they don't have all this extra baggage, like, but we're playing the long game, right? Not just mm-hmm. like they, they serve God all till they graduated high school. But then when they graduated, um, I, you know, church, they don't like Sunday morning service and it, it's not as fun or cool as what we do. It's so different. So they just stopped going mm-hmm. and their college professor told them God's not real. And they believed it. And like, if we don't get 
connected to what the church is doing and like become a church and not just like this is youth and yeah. you know then it, it doesn't i think of like a student of ours who we met at knott's berry we did like a knott's berry farm day with cornerstone uh last summer not like covid summer but before that and uh we met some kid like he was just there hanging yeah. out at knots uh and he he hung out with a, some of the kids from our group and uh they were you know they just ro- rode rides together had fun and told them who we were and why we were there and everything and they just had fun and and then we're like you need to come to youth with us sometime and he came like one time once or twice before the pandemic and he was like this mm. is so sick he got like a free sweater he was all about it and then the pandemic hit and uh he watched online what we were doing but then he started really getting connected to our group once we came back you know and uh then during uh summer camp we did like a beach day and he came to the beach and he ended up getting baptized that day and then he started to attend on sunday mornings as well and now both of his parents are attending on sunday mornings and i think of stories like that that have happened at gary's church and so like that is the the goal hopefully we get kids who have no connection to church or god that come in and ultimately they can change their homes and change Mm -hmm. their families uh and their schools and all this stuff that we get excited saying on a youth night but like really like that's the that's why we do it exactly that's the goal you know no that's awesome also i just thought about this gary's uh like vision for his church evangelism discipleship and community uh is easy to remember because it's edc and so someone needs to create some branding like the music festival the you know the electronic (laughs) dance music ed no is the edc yeah that's the thing right is it i i I have no idea i don't think that's it isn't it no edm edm no but edc is a festival i'm almost positive edc i'm exactly right i'm just i'm you guys never raved like i did (laughs) so uh someone create that branding for gary maybe or or maybe not no do it (laughs) yeah (laughs) well uh thank you guys for being here today uh great uh podcast talking about casting and catching vision hopefully it helped you guys out in um just this next year coming 2021 being able to cast that vision in your youth ministry and to your students so gary thank you so much for being here yep Elliot, thank you. You just didn't know that because I wasn't talking about country music. If I said <laughs> the CMAs, you'd have been like, oh, yeah, that's a good idea. I like that's that one. That's easy. CMAs, man. Yeah. Yeah. Cr- community m- making associates. Oh, was- CMA. It, you, oh, it has, hey, hello. I thought, yeah. see, I don't know I'm not too good at the spelling, you know? I'm not. I'm dyslexic. Thanks for bringing that up. You're um, not. Are you? Yeah. Are you really? <laughs> Wait, are you for real? Yeah, but it's Whoa, all good. I never knew that. Yeah, thanks a lot. He actually wow. thought he was calling the Eva youth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you so and never youth. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea. It's a weird name. Uh, How about Adam? I like your Sab rope shop hat. Okay, now I feel attacked. <laughs> yeah, um, we're, well, I'm going to get canceled. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where we're going with this. Well, thank you uh, for tuning in today, and uh, we hope you enjoyed your Thanksgiving holidays because this will be the Monday after Thanksgiving. But mm-hmm. other than that, we will catch you on the next episode of In the Trenches. This was episode seven, Catching and Casting Vision. Thank you. Thank you. See ya.